Hey everybody, I'm Stacey Gonder and this is the Maker Monday segment brought to you by the House of Sass and Magic. I am the lead designer and founder at the House of Sass and Magic and I'll be chatting with creatives who get real about their businesses and about themselves. Stay tuned to learn all about real creatives with real talent. Hey Deja, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. So good to see you. You too, it's, you're looking super fab today and all of your blinged out glory. <laughs> thank you. I love it. Like I said in our little pre-chat, I feel so underdressed today. <laughs> you look fabulous, darling, fabulous. Well, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the House of Sass and Magic Maker Monday segment. So excited to have you and hear you. all about the world of Deja and all that goes along with burlesque dancing. So... I'm going to give you a hot minute to introduce yourself and explain this glorious getup and where you wear it and why you wear it and what you do while you're wearing it. Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone. My name is Deja Louvre. I am a burlesque performer and producer. I started in Vancouver and um, where the scene is big there and it's huge and beautiful and so many, so much going on there and it's awesome. I also, uh, performed in Seattle quite a bit, or a couple times anyway, uh, with a scene that really had a huge impact on me. Um, I can talk more about that later, but <laughs> now I'm in the Kootenays of British Columbia, where I uh, perform every now and again prior to COVID and produce um, a couple of shows every year. Sweet. So when did this journey of burlesque performing begin for you? Um, it started in 2013 or 14. And did you I just was... like wake up one morning and you're like, I'm going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it was a slow climb. And I've heard it before how some people are rather judgy about the world of burlesque. And I was one of those people. I went to a show and I was like, what are they doing? And really? it was, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, like, I so can't see you doing that. <laughs> I know. I was stuck in my own world of, uh, I was not, I guess I wasn't happy within myself. And Fair I, um, uh, someone that I was seeing at the time brought me to a show. Um, and yeah, my initial reaction was whatever. <laughs> I don't know it was dumb it was so dumb because a couple actually what happened is I went to that show and then I went home and I looked up how to join outwardly <laughs> 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 I was being such a snoot and then inwardly I was like but can I be one of you people oh um, my god that's the funniest thing I've heard <laughs> and then I didn't join at the time because again shy nervous uh whatever all the reasons were and years went by and I was a belly dancer. I was taking belly dance classes and I ended up with a knee injury. Mm. And then the knee injury got in the way of me being able to do some of the belly dance moves. But in the same dance studio in Vancouver at the Vancouver Ballet Center, um, there were... I just kind of like stumbled over to the other class and next thing you know, I was home and uh, Deja was born and it was it's been great I love I love burlesque I love the scene I love the costumes obviously um it's been a lot of fun 
Sweet. So from, that was in Vancouver, you said? Yes. So from Vancouver, you take these classes. How did you go from classes to performing to, and then to producing? Ooh, good question. Um, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I had a really fast start, I think because I was really eager and um, I was eager to be on stage. I, I feel like well, I was a trapped artist for a really long time. <laughs> My soul was tortured before I hit the stage with the spotlights. <laughs> I was crying and dying inside until I discovered the fluffy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually volunteered at the Vancouver International Burlesque Festival, which is a an incredible festival that has been going on for... I think this would have been the 13th year if I'm not mistaken, but anyway, COVID, blah, blah. Um, I volunteered there, <clears throat> pardon me, and you know, starstruck, um, just wanted to be a part of the glitz and glam, took the classes. Then because I'm an eager beaver, I was like, well, I'm gonna apply to festivals. And I'm like, I was such a, a newbie. And so to jump in as fast as I did was kind of ambitious, but also like, let's do this. Um, so right off the bat, I applied to festivals, and so I was accepted into the Edmonton Burlesque Festival, another amazing festival. I had so much fun there, and they had a competition called the Bunny. Uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Arabella. I forget the name. I think it's just the Bunny competition, and I came in. I was runner-up. And at that festival, I met Iva Handful. And Iva Handful is from Seattle. And she was performing to like ministry and cool. music and all of the stuff that I love. And it just really opened my eyes to um, what more you can do. It doesn't have to be just what you see here with the glitz and glam. I mean, hey, I got. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because as you were chatting about your start in Vancouver and going to those classes and stuff, I was thinking about kind of the juxtaposition of your personality because I know you outside of Deja and, and that for performer persona so it's it's really cool and interesting because I think for a lot of people and correct me if I'm wrong that the idea of burlesque has like a stereotypical kind of idea about it and very kind of <clears throat> old school classic air to it but there's this new kind of wave let's call it or newer wave of performers that are melding kind of modern music and modern takes on things with the classism of of burlesque absolutely and that's why the um meeting iva was such a big impact for me because i was then invited to go to seattle and perform in a nine inch nails tribute show get out yeah it was called pretty hot machine um that's freaking amazing yeah. it was so great and and then my like again my mind was just exploded i was like these people serafina fierro lady drew blood like um Dahlia Fatale, I mean, they, huh, they're, they're just so <laughs> amazing. I think you really like this. I can't, you know, the, the excitement is telling me that maybe you really like this. I really like this. Um, and then, well, even getting ready for this interview, we were listening to Skinny Puppy and I was putting this on and I was doing my hair and I'm like, oh damn, I think I need to do an act of Skinny Puppy with this, with this outfit. This is, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, and then anyway, 
yeah, meeting these people and seeing what else was out there and going to the Burlesque Hall of Fame just really opened my eyes to to the what was available, what was possible. Yeah, kind do. of the spectrum of burlesque. Yeah, totally. And and it made me want to produce so that I could create an environment where I could also perform what I wanted to perform and not <laughs> fit a mold <laughs> of what some people are sometimes looking for. And mind you, it's funny because in my productions, like there's one particular show where I kind of cater cater what the show will be to who I think will be attending. But then there's another show um, that I like to produce where I can leave it a little bit more open to the to being kind of wild and just being different. Right. Yeah. So that so hang on, let me make sure that I'm thinking that I've got the right information. here. So 2013 is kind of the beginning of your burlesque journey. Yeah, that was when I like saw these people and was like, what are they doing? And, and, <laughs> and then in 2014 was when I had um, when I injured my knee. And so I started going to classes. I did my debut. I went to the Burlesque Hall of Fame and then I got accepted into the Edmonton Burlesque, Burlesque Festival. Oh, and the Ottawa Burlesque Festival. Actually, I did Ooh. both back to back in my first year within six months of performing. That's freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so when you started producing and they're, they're strictly in the coots, right? Like you're producing and, and putting on the shows in the Kootenays? So far, yes. And then I also co-produced with Stevie Licks in Vancouver. We did a show um, there that was a lot of fun as well. And like, do you think the Kootenays was ready? Or, like, were they ready for, <laughs> for the for the Deja shows to to land in their in their wilderness life, <laughs> in their mountain life? I don't know. Like, there has been burlesque in the Kootenays for well over fifteen years now. Okay. There, yeah, a couple of gals here had um, or have a pretty strong scene and classes, and they're doing incredible work. And so I like to think that I've added to what's available to see here mm -hmm. um i was coming from a different perspective um yeah i i've made different connections along the way and i really love to share what i love and something in me isn't stopping <laughs> and i just have to do this like something in me has to do this and i i can't stop it <laughs> yeah, no, that's fantastic because I feel like that energy is contagious and comes through in whether it's the production of the show and or the performance of your numbers that you do. I've had the pleasure of watching you perform when you came to Toronto and did some numbers and like that when in a in a lifetime ago when I was still a dance teacher, that's the je ne sais quoi. That's the stuff that you can't teach people, you know? Like you either as cliche as it is, it's like you either have it or you don't. And I, in my opinion, that's what makes the connection between a performer and the audience that much more enjoyable and that much more authentic on authentic. So I think, yeah, I don't think you should stop anytime Thank soon. You. Yeah, hey, no, absolutely. I, I hope to just grow and get better <laughs> yeah no absolutely and so how have you kept the flame of burlesque alive during this freaking time when you can't put on the shows that I'm, I'm assuming we're in in progress of being um getting ready to be put on um I, it's been really interesting because I find my my passion or my creativity like it didn't drop 
Um, That's freaking awesome. Like, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I now have three acts that are, that are pretty solid to come out of this that are rather advanced in both the costuming and choreography, or at least I think, I like to think so. And so I'm excited because once COVID is done or we can start having shows again, like I'm ready to go. I, I was like, I want to hit the ground running. When things open up again, I will be ready. Um, <laughs> I'm making this happen. And so I've been jamming like crazy. This this corset is one of them made by D Luscious. I love um, it. Thank you. But it's a lot of work and I'm just watching TV and jamming away. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, so I've been doing that with a couple of different costumes and um, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, my creativity just didn't die because I actually had time to think and, right. and yeah, more, more ideas were coming and I'm like, oh God, I need to keep up <laughs> to myself. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> so I'm just like, I have this visual of Deja just like running around stoning and dancing and listening oh, yeah. to music. And has, has the persona of Deja shifted from the time you kind of introduced her to the world of, or introduced yourself to the world of burlesque to now? And if so, what has that kind of looked like or felt like? And has that is there a reflection of that, like kind of in terms of your own personal growth and how you can contribute that into your uh, your burlesque life? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when I started, um, like a lot of us, I think we're like a little more timid, a little more shy. Um, I so can't imagine that, but okay. <laughs> There's this, I am, again, with that idea of what you think burlesque is supposed to be mm -hmm. versus finding your own style and what that is. And even, even with Deja, like some performers, you just know who you're going to get when they get on stage and other performers have this ability to transform. And I'm, I still, I'm not sure exactly which one I fall under, but I know that I like to try and be different. I, I, I might have some similar moves and whatnot because that's my body and what how I know how to move, but costume-wise or music-wise, I really like to have a wide range of options to choose from. Um, and then with my own healing in life, I think it has to do with um, <laughs> getting that, it's a confidence, like even the most experienced performers are nervous or sometimes shy um and it, that was mind-boggling to me because you look at these people slay on stage and then you find out oh they're still actually puking before they get on or, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I i've had to really tap into that side of myself that that hit that artist, like I said, that was caged and needing to get out. Well, it, it's still a process, right? And so that's still something that I'm working on. Wow, I, all right, all right, all right. I'm digging this, I'm digging this. And what, what kind of relationships along the way would you say have helped with this evolution, whether that's within the burlesque community and or whether it's your personal life or just kind of like all of it. And I guess maybe the influences I mean, I know what your what your musical influences are just because I see all your posts all the time about like, I've been so inspired by this song and oh my God, I need to do this to this song. But for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, in like, in terms of people? 
people, places, things, yourself, you know, like I feel like, like we were just kind of touching on it. There's this, this process that, that happens throughout, I think throughout every performer and or artist's career and or journey. Um, but a common theme that has come up amongst a lot of people that I've spoke with is about the relationships that come along the way that either teach us lessons and or influence us in different ways or show us things that we weren't quite aware of. Maybe it's in hindsight, maybe it smacks your right dab in the middle of the forehead at the time. Who knows? But, you know, like, how has that contributed to the evolution of Deja? Um, well, <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> <laughs> we're like, let me pull up the couch and lay down so that we can have our therapy session. <laughs> um, the scene is huge now and there's no governing body, so to right. speak. Um, so it attracts so many different kinds of people and so I've grown as a person because of some bad experiences and I've also gotten so much better thanks to the nurturing and kindness of great um, relationships and then I've had some of my closest friends that I'll ever have that I uh, met in the burlesque scene and um, also like going to the burlesque hall of fame and BurleyCon in Seattle uh, you connect with people from around the world and even those connections have had a really big positive influence on me because it opened my eyes to what's going on in different places mm. in the world and just being like we were really secluded in the Kootenays you know it's um yeah it's a bit of it's a bit of its own little like nucleus you know like it just kind of and it's funny because there's a lot of people and I was one of those people until I started going to one of the festivals that are run out there that like there's this like pocket of our country that like you don't, until you go there, you don't know, you exactly. know? And so there's almost like this, in my mind, it's like this magic bubble that's over top of it. And until somebody brings something and like puts it right in front of the population of the Kootenays, they're like, oh! Yeah, it's a, it's a bubble and it's a beautiful bubble. Yeah, and for sure. So much, there's so much amazing stuff going on here, but it's thanks to my relationships beyond here that I've, grown even more I think uh aware of just I don't know a bunch of things um I'm getting lost in the question <laughs> <laughs> like I'm blinded by the reflection of all of these rhinestones <laughs> um but yeah I have a couple of friendships from from different places that again they've just been by my side throughout my process and have helped me supported me educated me and those relationships have have made a huge difference on shaping who Deja is, what I say or don't say online. <laughs> you know, because trying to maintain who I am at my core as a human, but then also remembering that Deja is a brand. And right. I was yeah. just going to say the business of burlesque, right? There's exactly. the performing and the art behind all, all performances, and in this case, burlesque. And then there's also the business of art there's the business of performance so yeah. how's that kind of realization and transition worked for you <laughs> it's interesting because I wear my heart on my sleeve <laughs> and I um I am an emotional person and I want to own that and own it well and then there's being uh professional and what does that mean you know even that is changing over time because mm -hmm. we're there 
there's just more awareness to certain things that is good. It's good that conversations yeah. happening around topics and I would like to be part of change and growth and also I just believe in truly expressing yourself as you are and who you are and to do that with pride and so you know I I I, I go in that direction. <laughs> yeah, you know and it's it's interesting. I was just listening to a podcast either yesterday or the day before that was talking about authenticity in the workplace and they were talking about it in the context of like in a corporate environment and how you know having like group meetings or, or group socials or what have you tend to sometimes be a little bit performative because like let's be real the person holding the meeting or holding the social in general doesn't really give a shit about like how was your day or what did you do this weekend it's just you know in order to say this is what we're doing to keep morale up and what have you and they were talking the host of the podcast was talking about authenticity within the workplace and within brands and i feel like that's something like as independent artists and as independent creators that we're like act, we're authentic authentically asking for authenticity but trying to like put it out there in a way that isn't I don't even know what the word is like that isn't um unprofessional I guess at, at its basic and it's like where does that where does that line come from and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this kind of point is that or this question is that you become a little family when you're in these industries you know like there's I'm sure you have your burlesque family I'm sure you have your family with you know your other brands and so on and so forth and then and so there comes like a bit of familiarity amongst mm -hmm. each other and then you're like but I thought we were friends and you're like oh but actually we're colleagues and you're like actually yeah. what the fuck are we <laughs> Yeah, well said <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's difficult to navigate through also absolutely and the burlesque scene is very forward thinking in my opinion and very proactive in creating change that we want to see in the world and sometimes people look at us like wow you're dramatic and wow you you folks bicker a lot or whatever and we're like actually no we're having conversation mm. we're trying to create change part of burlesque is making you uncomfortable to some extent obviously we're here to entertain and you know make you feel feel good and for us to look good <laughs> at the same time you know it's rooted in in change it's rooted in making you think and so um like you said you you do find your family you do find the people with whom you share common interests and common values and and yeah yeah and, and yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's how, that's how it goes. You find your people, that's what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So what would you say is the thing that you absolutely positively love the most about your performing adventures as Deja? Ooh. Ah, I'm sure there's many. You don't have to just yeah, narrow down I love the travel part of it to going going to a place where everyone's totally glammed up. Um, and then that part, getting dressed up, the the costuming. Like I remember being a little girl and wanting <laughs> I wanted my own seamstress, which I now have a couple. <laughs> and, um, uh, I wanted to I just I love the glam. It's fun. Even if we're doing the industrial industrial music or rock and roll or whatever there's still you're still getting dressed up you're still wearing things that you're not going to find in your closet or someone else's closet or a non-burlesque performer's closet <laughs> yeah um so the dressing up part and then of course the relationships that i've made with some of the people that you know that i couldn't i just couldn't imagine life without 
That's amazing. I love this. I love this story. I've never heard the Deja evolution story. Mm -hmm. And then like, ah, I was like, I was on such an upswing. And then I met my partner who, uh, as you know, we traveled for work. And so I had to step aside from burlesque for a while, which is fine. Cause I was starting a new, or I was learning a new business and mm -hmm. traveling the world and Hey, that's awesome. And yeah. so when I had time to come back, it's, uh, it, it, I'm home here. You know, this is, it's fun for me. It's a creative outlet. It's uh, learning to love myself again. And it's learning to, to be creative and explore and try new things and try the different dance classes and see what my body can do. And of course the rush of being on stage, like nothing beats that. <laughs> you it's know. I do know, it's a true story. You're kind of making, I'm like kind of sitting here going, yeah, that was a really long time ago. Maybe I should try that again soon. <laughs> <laughs> I should. <laughs> so what's next You're for Deja? Talking. What's next for um uh well yeah now we're waiting for the world to open up again uh i have a few conversations going in a few different places for some projects for the future uh both to produce and uh as i say i'm working on my acts and even this one it's in development uh it was an old act that i'm changing into a new act and um i'm excited about that um, so yeah, no, it's still the waiting game. It's the waiting, still game. waiting game. Yeah. So what's next in the immediate present future is just gonna keep gemming these outfits. <laughs> <laughs> There's just every piece of your clothing in your entire house is covered in rhinestones over the next like well, I don't even know how long because who knows when we're gonna be let back out into the wild. But <laughs> oh yeah, there's glitter and rhinestones everywhere in this house. It's just you know, it's just what happens. <laughs> I love it. So if somebody would like to A, learn more about Deja, B, book Deja, C, attend one of the shows, where would they find this information? Um, Instagram and Facebook and Patreon would be the best. And just if you Google Deja Louvre Burlesque and it's D-E-J-A-L-O-U-V-E -E, Burlesque and I'll pop up on all the social media channels. Sweet. Speaking of Patreon, how are you enjoying Patreon? Is it working for you? Uh, I'm just getting started on Patreon and uh, so far I like it because it gives me another place to just speak my truth and share my story and post pretty pictures because I love doing uh, photography modeling and um, having fun there and so yeah it's a it's just a place where I can put more than on Facebook and hopefully earn right <laughs> right 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 you're like just more more places for me to be awesome it's fine it's fine <laughs> amazing what would you like your final words to be to all of our wonderful listeners and viewers today uh keep your head up your tits up and <laughs> uh, enjoy enjoy this time, get out there, be creative. And, um, you know, I guess if you ever are interested in taking a burlesque class, I say do it. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me this afternoon and for looking so freaking fabulous. I love it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Here, and I look forward to the next time we chat. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of the House of Sass and Magic's Maker Monday Chats. Be sure to follow us on Spotify so that you never miss an episode and so that you can share it with all your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at HouseSMTDOT or on Facebook, HouseSM. And I'd love to hear from all of you. Pop me an email and or direct message via social media.